Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. This is our number two of Oilers Now, Truculent Thursdays, with an extra special guest on today's show. Second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex, wishing you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We've had Louis DeBrusque on the show uh, coming up in 27 seconds' time. Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack at 135 today out of Toronto, Tyson Berry. And at uh, 145, George LaRock. A reminder, you can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, 7804960063. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for 35 years. Uh, for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar, we welcome back to the show. Brian Burke. Hello, Brian. How are you doing? I'm good, Bob. How are you? Uh, good. The sky's not falling in here in Edmonton. It was at 1-3, and three, but after last night's uh, 3-1 win, you'll take them any way you can get them. Slightly different tone today on the text line, on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. So uh, that comes with the territory in Canada, doesn't it? Do you mean in a Canadian market, people panic? Um... <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm more panicked about uh, the uh, the pipeline to the states than I am about the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, that's that's my own personal perception, but that's a conversation point for another day. Uh, give me your thoughts. Look, I'm a, I'm a I'm a child. I'm a, I'm a young man of the '80s, right? I loved, uh, you know, I was privileged enough to watch the most electrifying, exciting hockey in history. Lots of goals and lots of fights. It was awesome. What did you think of last night's 3-1 game between Toronto and Edmonton? Well, I, if I'm an Edmonton fan, I, I see lots of progress there. I see lots of good things to talk about. Um, as far as it was no Picasso, I mean, this, this was drawn with crayons. It wasn't a very enticing game. But I think it, it really, after watching the, the first couple games of the season, uh, I thought Edmonton was much more responsible defensively, clogged up the middle, clogged up the neutral zone. Um, I thought Zach Cassian, after his giveaway, was really good. I thought they kind of woke him up, and he, I thought he was really good late in the game. Um, yeah, so to me, 
You know how it works. When you go in a slump, yes. I talked about this earlier on the radio. When you're a baseball player and you go in a slump, you know what they tell you? Hit the ball right back at the pitcher. Don't worry about placement. Don't worry about power. Just make back contact. Go straight back up the middle. And then once you regain some touch, we'll, we'll start spraying the ball. Get a hit. Get a hit. Yeah. And it's the same thing in, in hockey. Sometimes when you're slumping, you got to say, guys, we're not playing our game, so let's play a game where we have a chance to win. Let's tighten up. Let's get back. Let's clog up the neutral zone. Let's not get outworked. Let's play smart hockey. And they did. Now, was <laughs> yeah. it pretty? Yeah. Was, was it – am I going to watch that game again ever? Or CGA, PRV or PVR or whatever. Am I going to watch it again? No. But if I'm an Edmonton Oilers season ticket holder, that might be just what we needed to put the brakes on. Yeah. Uh, there's a saying, never critique a win. Does that apply to a manager as well? Yeah. But, well, we critique everything. <laughs> we critique wins, losses. Like We're really hard on our players. But, no, they're, um, it, I, I've heard that phrase, and it's never critique a win, and there's a lot of merit to it. Plus, when, when you break it down, Every game is not going to be a, a wild game that's, you know, artistically sound. Some of them are going to be – I gave this analogy on Hockey Central at noon. I played high school football in Minnesota. I remember we played St. Louis Park, and the coach said, look, they're going to run the ball nine plays out of ten. So this is going to be different. So what did we do? We tighten up the box on the linebackers. I was a linebacker. We tightened up the gaps on the defensive backs, and we played the run, and we won the game eight to six. It was in the mud. It was ugly. Eight to six. Just a horrible game. But we won. And I remember riding back on the bus after the game thinking, that's how you have to do it sometimes. And the Oilers did that uh, last night. And, you know, there's a saying, it's not necessarily about the results. It's about the process. But, you know, Dave Tippett today talked about sort of he, he, he had a little bit of fun with the media because all summer he heard, well, not from everybody, but he heard from some of the media. Oilers have to be vastly improved defensively. I personally think they have to have way better bottom six forwards and a better transition game. But a lot of people hammered Edmonton for defense, defense, defense. And then the team plays a defensive game and they don't like the artistic license that was not exhibited in the game last night. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I, because of this show, I never followed the Edmonton Oilers that closely. Obviously, I worked for other teams, and in TV, we focus more on, on the Eastern teams a lot sure. because of the time zone we're in. Yeah. Um, but since I started doing the show, I watch Edmonton very closely, and their defense hasn't played up to par. Right. It ha- they haven't gotten what's expected out of Ethan Bear and Caleb, Caleb Jones. They, they haven't gotten what they thought. So if you're a tip, you're going into the training camp thinking, this is what I think we have. They haven't gotten that play. Now, that doesn't mean it's time to quit on any of these guys. It doesn't mean they're not going to come in and shape. Keep in mind, in a typical year, you'd be in the second week of training camp right now, and you'd have played two out of the first six or eight preseason games you're going to play. These guys didn't get proper lead time and proper preparation. So you're going to have games like you had last night. I don't know why people are surprised by that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I'm with you. Let me ask you this. There's a saying you only get one chance to make a first impression. Uh, the the first chance that Ken Holland, Dave Tippett, and Jim Playfair and company had a chance to see some Oilers prospects was against the Flames rookies. And it was a year ago in Red Deer, then Calgary, back-to-back games. And Calgary dressed a really good team. And they had a deeper team than Edmonton at the AHL level last year as well. And Calgary went out and brought in, a, they brought a tough kid in out of Kamloops. So, Brian, not only did the Flames, and, and the Oilers had Cooper Marodi coming off his second concussion, and he still wasn't, he was supposed to be one of the guys. Bottom line, the Oilers got the snot kicked out of them in those two games. Flames were rookies were way better 
And, you know, a guy like Bouchard, tough for him to sort of excel. He's supposed to be a puck mover and get the puck up the ice, but the forwards weren't going. And Calgary had better depth. Do you, when you're a manager, do you have, like, how, is it a challenge when you see a guy the first time and you don't see him good? Is that something that you, you, you gotta make sure you file that away and you don't keep coming back to it over and over? How tricky of a situation is that? Well, I'll give you an example. Uh, you, the scouts will actually come in and you want to see your first round pick if you can. Now, if you're a really good team with 100 points, your first round pick could be one of 16 guys, right? It could be one of 12 guys. And you might not get to see them unless you play in the World Junior. But that's why a lot of GMs go to the World Junior, not just because it's a great tournament, but they want to make sure they have some feeling about their top guy because most of them are going to come from that tournament. But you go in and you, so the scout says, look, I, I got a Tuesday night game. Uh, the kid's playing in PA. Uh, why don't you fly into uh, you know, Saskatchewan and we'll drive up and come back after the game. And you go up, and it's minus 40, and it's dark at 3 o'clock, and the kid sucks. And you're driving back, and you're doing everything you can to not punch this scout right in the head. And that's the problem. You, you get a snapshot. He sees the whole movie. He sees right. the kid play over two, three years. So you've got to rely on your scouting staff. You can't let a first impression ruin your impression of a kid. It's the same thing when a coach benches a guy or scratches a guy. I used to say to Mark Crawford, I'd say this to Randy Carlisle, you can put a guy in the doghouse, but you put him in there with a piece of rope, not a chain. He's got to be able to chew his, out of that dog, chew his way out of that doghouse and get back in the lineup. So a poor first impression, and you just say to your scouts, what did I see today? And they'll tell you, oh, you saw him on a bad day. Okay, I'll watch him again then. Like, like Brian, I took a look at the, you. I uh, just left the Flames at that point, but I look. I took a look at Trey Living's lineup and the lineup we had for those two games, and I was like, "Uh oh," you know, because there's like eight or ten former U of A guys that are running teams in the WHL, and I knew where a lot of the players were from Calgary that were coming in, and I'm like, "We're gonna get our show run tonight." Like I knew that was coming. You know what I mean? As the broadcaster, I knew it. So it yeah. was, it, you know, and, and you have that sort of an easy feel. And that's, I mean, it's kind of funny when you think of those rookie tournaments, because you were there in Penticton. When you think back to, 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 to that event and that tournament at times, like you did have to make sure that you had some backup, even in a rookie tournament, because guys were just thrown down trying to make an impression any way they can. Well, I, I remember Doug Riseborough, who turned out to be a real good friend of mine. He, when he was, we had a rookie game against the Flames, and we dressed, we dressed a, a, a chain gang, and it was fight after fight after fight. Kerry Clark fought one of our guys. Gino Ojek was dressed. Jimmy Revenberg, I think, was dressed. Was a tough kid. Um, Todd Hawkins, Ronnie Stern, like we had, and there was fight after fight after fight. And, and Riser came down, and I thought we were going to fight. He came down, he says, this is your idea of hockey? I said, well, there's guys in red sweaters fighting, too. Not just guys in blue sweaters. I was in Vancouver at the time. Right, yeah. I said, I said last I looked, there's two guys fighting, and one of them was wearing red. So he was really mad. So it got out of control then, but it wasn't unusual in rookie games to have seven or eight fights. Well, we've been there. We've The one year, the Oilers had like eight guys that could fight, nobody that could score. Like, seriously, there was one year in Penticton after the sort of uh, Nugent Hopkins, you know, Hall and Eberle and Nugent Hopkins group had filtered through to the NHL. Brian Burke joining us right now. Brian, a couple quick hitters for you. Seven Oilers power plays the other night. Uh, I know I got a text from a guy that knows a little about hockey saying, too many damn penalties. And I'm going to say that maybe you're from that school as well. Well, here's what I, I, I hope is happening. I hope the league is calling everything tight. 
because they're worried about the divisional format and they're worried about how familiarity and the number of games is likely going to escalate. And I think they're trying to call it tight and keep the lid down initially. And we haven't seen the resentment surface yet because we've only played each other one or two times, right? Now, as these games build up, you're going to see way more reaction to these things and way more hostility, in my view. And I hope the league is trying to just keep the lid on the pot and call too much because right now they're calling way too much. And I texted you that text, and I texted it to about six other GMs the last couple nights too. Like, I I did it on TV last night. Is this this a two-minute penalty? I showed the penalty. Is this a two-minute penalty? I mean, do you believe the call? And I I understand why the referee bid on Jake Muzzin's penalty. Right. But the the winning goal was scored on a penalty that wasn't a penalty. Yep. You didn't even the Oilers player. The Oilers got a couple breaks last night against Toronto. There's no qu- no question yeah, about that. So, now, that one, that one I don't criticize as a soft penalty because that was a tough call. It looked like he got the guy. Okay, I can live with that one. But some of the other calls, you put a hand on a guy, you touch his hand with your stick for a second. I understand we want to get rid of guys getting their stick in guys' hands and pulling and rooting around and disrupting stuff. But if they just make one contact and then get their stick out, how is that two minutes? Well, I, I got news for you. I, tomorrow night, Yamamoto's going to get it. He's going to get a reach infraction call at some point early because he 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 does get inside of guys. He gets good positioning, but he's got to stick active. And because you know the owner's got a beneficial call on a, a sequence with Cahoon, I have a feeling he's going to get one tomorrow night. Uh, all right, I want just. I mean, it's a funny thing. There's a lot. There are a lot of. I totally agree with you. By the way, I mean, I we must use the word fortuitous, Brian, in the seven power play game three or four times. Like I couldn't believe you. The Montreal Canadiens. You said I hadn't top three all along. You said they were going to win the division. Uh, big, heavy, tough top four D. They were focused against the Oilers. They were much looser last night against Vancouver. Needs to be stated. But you got to like what you're seeing out of the Habs early this year. Yeah, and I thought I watched that game. We, we stayed up and did that game. It was fantastic. I wish we'd reverse the sequence of the games. I wish we'd started with with the Vancouver game. That was a great game, really exciting. But again, and if you go five on five, there were so many penalties, including some real soft, questionable ones in my mind. Right. If you go back to five on five, Montreal outplayed them badly, in my view. I still like Montreal's depth. I like their center position. I like their big D, like you mentioned. I like their goaltending. Carey's had better nights than he had last night. But I still think they're the team to beat, and I thought they outplayed Vancouver last night. Vancouver really, really gutted it out to get that two points. And I'll tell you another thing. I hear people saying how if you start in a hole this year, you'll never get out of the hole. One thing that's really alarming, or just, well, it's not alarming, it's it's interesting, I guess, is the number of three-point games already. And so the Vancouver... They, yeah, they won the game, but Montreal got a point out of that game. They got, they're picking up points here and there, and they add up at the end. Canadians have a good team. There's no question. And they've got the big size up front, but they got little guys that play big. And I'm going to just – you had to love the sequence. Darnell Nurse crushed Gallagher with three minutes left in the 5-1 game, the first game on the Saturday night. Like, he buried the middle of boards. Uh, it was a hard, tough play that happened all the time back in the 80s and 90s. We don't see as, enough, as much of that now. And then Gallagher waited for his chance in the second period of the game and cross-checked Nurse and got all of them and took no crap. I'm going to think that uh, Brendan Gallagher is the type of guy that could play for Brian Burke. Absolutely. And, and I think that that's, that's going to be important this this season 
because right now, okay, you play going to Vancouver or Montreal, you play them twice, and you get some hard feelings, but it's just two games. But now you're going to play them again, what, eight more times? Nine more or seven more times? And, and it's going to add up. And people like what you saw from Brendan Gallagher, that's going to get magnified now. Final one for you. Uh, the league has very stringent COVID protocols. It's a tough situation. Uh, we've seen some comments today from Alexander Ovechkin's wife uh, about the fact that the four Russian players, uh, you know, they're they're out for watch. This is going to be a tricky, regardless of your perspective on it, this is going to be a tricky, these are tricky waters to navigate, aren't they, Brian? No, they're pretty simple waters to navigate. Follow the bloody rules. This isn't about being Russian. No one's picking on Russian players. Follow the bloody rules. They're right there on paper. And if you don't like them, too bad. The NHLPA and the NHL signed off on them. And what's happening is, and Elliot Friedman said this this morning, and I think he's right, the league is not just saying to the players in the Washington Capitals, you've got to follow the rules. They're saying to the health authorities in Alberta and British Columbia and Ontario, we are enforcing the protocols. We're going to make sure this is safe. Now, and people say, well, geez, they, they can't have a beer in a hotel room, but they can sit next to each other on the bench. Yes, that's exactly right. They are not allowed to congregate except when they have to, to play. Follow the rules. It's not that hard. If you need a translator, get a translator, but follow the rules. Brian, that's why our listeners love you. Thanks for your t- thanks for your time, Brian. That was awesome. Thanks, you bet, Talk Brian. Yeah, that's Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack. Follow the damn rules. Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. Of course, you can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. We will get to that momentarily when we return on orders. Now it is one twenty-one in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, it's always good when your phone blows up when Brian Burke makes an appearance on the show. That's a good thing. That means he's bringing the heat. You can text us at any time at 780-496-0063, the Ashley Fine Floors text line. This text comes in. Bob, speaking of rules, now if only our politicians could learn to follow their own damn rules, too. <laughs> Yeah, when you're asking people to be disciplined and cracking down, maybe you might not want to screw off and fly to places like Hawaii and Vegas and that sort of thing. I, you know, you know. Uh, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, Bob, I got the feeling that the Maple Leafs underperformed as opposed to the Oilers playing a strategic shutdown game. Not likely that that will happen in the next three games with the Leafs. Well, I guess we shall see. That is a possibility. Bob, uh, Ron says, Brian Burke should run for premier. He uh, said it as it is. And uh, that's uh, no BS. <laughs> oh, could you imagine a guy like Berkey dealing with, like, the Alberta Federation of Labor? <laughs> Uh, you can text us at 7804960063. My grandfather, says Edmonton Quibbs, is a retired sergeant major, and he used to yell, you kids can't quit screwing around. Brian Burke reminds me of him. All the best ways. Thank you for having him on uh, your show, Bob. Uh, Berkey rules. Well, it's our show, and uh, Berkey has been a great ad. Uh, no question about that. You can text us at 780 uh, 
0063. Bob, it's uh, been 30 minutes and you haven't even mentioned Bouchard yet. Well, we'll see. He might get his opportunities. Uh, there you go. Uh, tricky waters, Bob. I'd say the NHL position was well known. Don't be ignorant. Don't act like the rules don't apply to you. Brian is so right as usual. There you go. Uh, this text comes in regarding the Oilers' deployment of the lines and the fact that Nugent Hopkins is playing with McDavid. And it says, quite simply, top team in the league for the three month stretch. What was it? 16, 7, and 5, I think, in the 28 games that, uh, McDavid Sorry, uh, Nugent Hopkins, Dry Settle, and Yamamoto played together. Top team, th- uh, top team in the league for three months, three and six or so since they split Nugent up with uh, Dry Settle and Yamamoto. You have to go back to it. Connor had roughly 35 points in 28 games while that line was together. He'll be fine. Wins are what matters most. Go Oilers, go from the suitcase. And my response would be actually Cahoon. Drysaddle Settle and Yamamoto have been quite effective 585 in large part because of Connor Yamamoto. Uh, okay. I think he, I think I figured out this text. It says orders, but I think he means the Oilers, says a texter. Bob, the Oilers looked absolutely horrible against Toronto. I was expecting them to come out guns a blazing with some drive and some motivation. They did the opposite. If you're happy with that game, uh, that they play, you should quit your job. Thanks again, buddy. Happy Thursday. There you go. 780-496-0063. Richard says, I will uh, sit in my room by myself for $5 million a year. I already do it for a lot less, says Richard. Oh, wow. There you go. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure this is uh, legitimately who it is because it's such a obscure reference that has, has to be uh, the case. Bob, Brian Burke was general manager in Anaheim and signed me as a tough guy. One of the best, most honest, nicest guys in the game from Barry Nykar, uh who willed his way up uh, and even spent some time in the SJHL, I do believe, before getting his crack. Uh, is a minor pro player. I'd have to look him up here during the break. Hate to disagree with Burke, but the uh, stick on the hands rule is a good one. If you let a little tap to the hands uh, go, then it becomes a judgment call. The way it is, uh, it's the only way to stop the stick to the hands. What would the Dallas Stars have done circa, oh, I don't know, uh, 1997 to about 2005 without that rules? Hey. Like, could you imagine if they called the game that way back then when Hatcher and Mavtichuk and Ludwig were just hacking and whacking everybody going? And then, uh, you know, they wouldn't drop the gloves with the big boys uh, back in the days as well. Again, you can text us at any time. Keep it coming. Brian Burke's uh, appearances on orders now brought to you. Every Thursday by Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. We will tell you that there's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than what's asked Outstanding customer service, a key to business as well. Brent Ridge Ford, nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. They are following all AHS guidelines. They have extended the year-end event into the end of January. It's taking place down at Brent Ridge. Let Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford to lend you a hand. You can reach them. One eight seven seven four seven seven thirty six seventy three, or you can visit them online at brentridge.com. Off to a global news weather tra- traffic update with uh, Eileen Bell. And when we come back, uh, we should be hearing from Tyson Berry of the Emmett Oilers. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.